0: See yeah. i yeah. you.
1: Pastor Paul said in his writings, he thinks gives praise to the Lord God, who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Amen. I'm glad for victory that we have in Jesus. Sometimes the devil might think that he's got the upper hand, that he that he has um, he has won, but there's no way. Amen. We always have the victory in Christ Jesus. Well, it's good to be here tonight. I want to welcome. Each and every one that uh, has come out to be with us to worship God uh, in the middle of the week, we want to welcome those that are watching also by means of the live stream, and uh, I have still been feasting on the presence of the Lord that we had Sunday. Last Sunday's service was just tremendous, it was very powerful, the worship was, and we're thankful for that, but that's that's in the history books now, we got to move on, praise the Lord, and, God's able to give us what we need tonight. Amen. If there is a need in the house or somebody's watching online, you got a need. That need can be met. Hallelujah. Because God is a spirit and that means that he's there with you like he's there here with us right now. Amen. He is everywhere. He's all, all present. Hallelujah. But we just glorify God and thank him. Hallelujah. I want to make mention of a couple things in a way of announcements before we get to our uh, prayer request. Uh, This coming Saturday night uh, is going to be our long-awaited fellowship meeting, the fifth Saturday night, and uh, at five o'clock it's going to be here, and um, um, the people from Bowling Green Church will be down, Brother Stevens from from there, the pastor there is going to be the main speaker so we're looking forward to that excited about the fellowship meeting. Those of you that's watching online not able to make it tonight, please try to be here. We can have a good showing um, uh, this coming Saturday night. And after the um, service is over with, we're going to have some refreshments. They did some nice uh, refreshments for us when we was up there in the last fellowship meeting. Uh, so we're going to have a little time of fellowship. Uh, with some refreshments in the fellowship hall after the service, um, which if you haven't signed up on the menu that's on that board back there to bring something uh, for that, please do so tonight. Um, And um, we're just looking forward to a good time in the Lord. This past weekend, our new uh, shirts come in, the polo shirts. Uh, They are really nice. Cassie's wearing hers tonight. Chris, I think, is too up there. Uh, So if you ordered one of those, they're back there, and you can uh, uh,
0: uh,
1: pick those up, and um, they're really nice shirts. Um, We kind of went out just a little bit more since this is our 75th um, anniversary of the church, and um, instead of getting t-shirts this year, we got the polo shirts, and they're really nice, and they, they did come in, so you can get them. Amen, if um, you, know, you have them on order. We're going to go to God in prayer right now. And uh, we got, uh got uh, some standing prayer requests, as you know very well. We want to continue to remember Sister Edna uh, in prayer, and Brother Paul as well. Both of them stand in the need of prayer, and we're trying to keep them held up. Uh, continue to remember Sister Mary McNeese. I was glad that she was able to be in services past Sunday uh but uh, she does need our prayers. Let's pray for God's strength. Amen on her. And I'd um, like you uh, uh to continue to remember the prayer request I gave you uh last time uh about um uh, Tamara Mitchell's oldest son. He's thirty five year old with L A S and uh, um not uh, doing very well but the main thing we're praying for is his soul and that's what she was concerned about as well as that uh, he'd be ready to meet the Lord. I don't know why so many people want to put something like that off because even though if you live to be a hundred years old here that's nothing compared to eternity. Amen. Eternity's a long, long time. In fact it never ends. And there's only two destinations. Hallelujah. Amen. So we need to make sure that we are ready to meet the Lord, and we got to um, call on the election is sure, Hallelujah. So remember that prayer request. Has anybody else got a special prayer request tonight? Yes. Uh, okay. Remember that families are going through that uh, time of bereavement. Uh,
0: anybody else? Yes. All right, let's. All right, let's remember that. Praise the
1: Lord. All right. Okay. Anybody else with an unspoken request, lift up your hand. God knows our hearts. He knows what we need before we even ask. I ask that you will bless our Bible teaching tonight as we get into a new subject. And the God will bless us um, in that. Hallelujah. It's a, um, and we're going to ask blessing upon the offering as well. And if you um, have an offering to give tonight, you can bring it and put it in the pans as uh, we greet one another in Jesus' name. Father, we come to you right now. We thank you and we praise you. First of all, for the privilege we had to be able to give. Um, it's a blessing, Lord. It's more blessed to give than receive. And we know we can't out and give you because you give back more abundantly. And I ask God that you will touch these prayer requests tonight. You've seen all the hands was raised. You heard the prayer request that was spoken. You're a prayer answering God, and I'm asking you to touch in each and every way. Bless our, our Bible lesson tonight. Lord, help us, God, to receive insight from your word. Let the Holy Spirit give us what we need tonight. In Jesus' name, let the church say, God bless you. Forget what you've done for me, Jesus. I'll never forget how you set me free, Jesus. I'll never forget how you brought me out, Jesus. I'll never forget. Jesus, I'll never forget how you set me free. Jesus, I'll never forget how you brought me out. Jesus, I'll never forget. No, now. One more time. We are going to begin a new study tonight, and uh, I think one of the most um, really important books in the Old Testament, um, the Book of Psalms, uh, is a um, it's a very powerful uh, set of writings, and uh, the, it's good. I found the book. I do it a lot myself. The book of Psalms is good to do your daily morning reading. Start out in the first chapter. It'll take you a while to get through it because there's 150 chapters in Psalms. But um, in the book of Psalms, you're going to find prophecies concerning Jesus. And I don't even think those who wrote the Psalms even realized sometimes. How the Holy Ghost was using them to predict some things that was uh, that was going to happen, but right in the middle um uh, of the book of Psalms is a group of psalms that are called the Songs of Ascent. Has anybody heard that or know about the Song of ascent uh they uh right in the middle. Of them, the Songs of Ascent. And I've got in your handout here, and uh, you know, we're going to get in as an introduction of what these are. And uh, we are going to be talking about these uh, uh, for the next few weeks. Uh, and uh, if you look at your handout that um, we gave you, uh, the Songs of Ascent are a special group of psalms comprising from Psalms 120 going through Psalms 134. They begin with Psalms 120 and they go through Psalms 134. They're also called pilgrim songs or songs of degree. Now four of these songs are attributed to King David. uh, 122, 124, 131, and 133 and one to Solomon, 127, while the remaining ten are anonymous. Don't know for sure who wrote these. Um, I would tell you, it's good for you to know, that now David did not write all the Psalms. Um, they, uh, he collected other Psalms as well, and a lot of them he wrote. But... Uh, did you know that Moses wrote a psalm? If I'm not mistaken, it's Psalms 90. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, was written uh, by Moses. And, um, but on these group of psalms called the Songs of Ascent, they go from 120 to 134. And um, they um, have various writers. Now here's... Here's what's going to be getting good, at least it it is for me anyway. The city of Jerusalem is situated on a high hill. Uh, Mount Moriah, an old Bible, Mount Zion. It's called the Jews traveling to Jerusalem for one of the three main annual Jewish festivals traditionally sang these songs on the ascent or on the uphill road to the city. According to some traditions, the Jewish priests also sang some of the songs of ascent as they walked up the steps to the temple in Jerusalem. Now, stop right there just for a moment i want I want you to get into your mind that we we look in our in America today, where we've got churches on every every street corner just about, and we have really been Christianized but uh it seems like um there is a um, i don't know really how to how to say it but just simply put people don't put much uh respect in worship no more uh and i'm and I, i'm i'm talking about americans now because i have preached in africa and i've preached in haiti some of these third world nations, and we can't get people to come to the house of God sitting on a nice comfortable pew, uh, having all the amenities, but I've seen people so hungry for God. Well, the ones that I preached to in Rwanda, about 1,500 people as I was standing out in the middle of a soccer, soccer field, and they were standing up, no place to sit, no seats, But they stood up the whole service, never sat down, and have no way to sit down as they sat down on the ground. These are people who honor worship and are hungry for God. Sadly, Americans has lost that. But now, what we're fixing to get into, and I want you to get this picture before I begin to talk about these group of psalms was chanted or sung as the worshipers was going up towards Mount Zion, climbing the hill, and then going up the steps into the temple itself. In other words, they were worshiping while going to worship. Think about that. They were worshiping God while going to worship. Amen. That's how highly regarded they regarded God and their love for, for worship. Amen. Each of the Psalms in this collection begins with the title, A Song of Ascent. And if you've got a good study Bible, if you, you open up the Psalm 120, it should say uh, somewhere around there, A Song of Ascent. Or um, the Psalm says A Song of Degree. A um, uh, uh, those kind of things. For perhaps they were not originally composed for this purpose. Uh, these Psalms were later grouped together for use in traveling toward Jerusalem for the yearly Jewish festival. So they weren't necessarily written for this, but these, these, these Psalms were picked out of all the Psalms As what they chanted or sung as they was going up to worship God. The songs of ascent were compiled during the 70-year exile of the Judeans who were captured by the Babylons in 586 B.C. The Psalms expressed their oppression and their longing for their return home to Judah. And now, we all know about uh, that 70-year period where they were captured by the Babylonians and carried off. And this was probably one reason why they valued worship, Brother Douglas, so much. Because for 70 years, they didn't have a church. They didn't have a place to worship for 70 years. I know what it was like Sister Wanda, the two years we didn't have a home. Well, I mean, I, I'm thankful that other places opened up their door to us, and we we met on on Sunday afternoon. But there was so much that we could not do. We I couldn't have an evangelist to come in. We couldn't have a revival, uh, and or, a, a lot of things that we was not able to do. And I I know how how hard it was that two years that we didn't have a home. But these Jews didn't have a place to worship for 70 years. That's a generation of people, ain't it? That's a whole generation of people. And when, when they finally got released and headed back, they were so glad, they were so happy, they were so joyous that they had a place, they had a temple. They a place that they could go to to worship God and give praise unto Him that they couldn't wait till they got to the church house to worship God. They begin to worship Him on the way there. Wow, Lord. You talk about revival in America. We could have a revival if people would get that far in zeal back in their heart again for the, uh, for the house of God. Amen. <clears throat> and we would definitely <clears throat> have a revival. <clears throat> Got something in my throat. i want to talk briefly about numerology in Pacific. The number fifteen, you know, in the Bible, um, different numbers um, have different meanings, uh, and um, they uh, they stand. Uh, different numbers mean things in uh, in the Scripture, and. The number 15 is specifically associated with these group of psalms, Um, beginning with 120 going through 134. Um, The number 15, it plays a significant role in the songs of ascent. And notice this in your handout. In the Hebrew alphabet, every letter is designated by a number. Each letter in the Hebrew alph- alphabet uh, is designated by number. The shortened form of Yehovah is yah, which is the number fifteen The number fifteen is the number for yah and and by the way i'm I'm bringing this out because we have <laughs> i got the Lord help me. But uh, every time I get into the dis- in discussion with the Jehovah Witness, I burst their bubble right at the beginning. I said, "You are a Jehovah Witness, right?" Yeah. I said, "You know, uh, there was not even the letter J was not even in their alphabet. There was no way they could have called him Jehovah. There was no J in it. Uh, and all the all of all the Hebrew alphabets and all all the spelling of Jehovah." That was the correct uh, pronunciation. But that number is number fifteen. The major Hebrew feasts, such as the yearly pilgrimage feast, took place on the fifteenth day of the month of the Israel uh, Israeli lunar calendar. Each one of those feasts to always took place: uh, uh, Passover, uh, Feast of Tabernacles. Each one of those feasts that they had, it was always on the fifteenth. Each one of them. Now here's what we really get interesting. In the temple, there were fifteen steps leading from the lower court to the upper court. There were fifteen. You can see, and we got we got what we we're studying is the uh, the steps as they climbed those steps. Each one of those steps, they sung a different song. Um, and there were 15 of them. The upper court, or the court of men, was where the vitical musicians played the songs of ascent during evening services on the day before the Feast of Tabernacles. So the number 15 is very significant. Now we're going to get into uh, um, each one of these tonight. Um, what I've got, I don't know. You know we may uh, get out a little bit early, uh, but I didn't want to cover no more than two um, at a time. But step one, now get in your get get the picture in your mind. Here are these people coming from north, south, east, and west, going to. Mount Zion, in Jerusalem, headed to the temple. And in Psalms 120, verses 1 and 2, here's what they were saying. Here's what they, when they got on that first step. In my distress, I cried unto the Lord, and he heard me. Deliver my soul, O Lord. From lying lips and from a deceitful tongue, so here we go. we're going up the steps, and they were worshiping God as they started going up those steps, and they chanted, and I wish i wish we we had had that melody or whatever, but we don't have that. it's long been gone. But in my distress, I cried unto the Lord, and he heard me. As Pilgrim worshippers begins his ascent on the steps leading up to the temple on Zion, he recalls the suffering, pain, and agony he endured during the exile, those long 70 years. They begin to think about where they come from, and what God had brought them through. See, that's a key for our worship today. I sung that chorus a few minutes ago when we was greeting one another and receiving the offer, Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. They realized if it wasn't for the providence of God, they would have never gotten out of Babylon alive. Amen. How many of us here tonight, how many watching online, that you know if it hadn't been for God intervening on your, your behalf, you would probably be graveyard dead right now? Amen. And there's a lot of times God intervenes that we don't never realize. Amen. So as I, I'm trying to get this in my mind, this picture. As I'm going up those steps and they were all, chanting this in my distress, as they remember the suffering, the pain, and the agony that they endured in the exile. But now, get this. This is important. Their troubles were not their focus, their main focus. Amen. He recalls his distress only to give praise and glory to the Lord who heard his prayer amen we don't linger on our problems and our difficulties we don't keep them before us they brought brought them up and the reason why they did it is so they would have something as a testimony to give glory to God <laughs> uh, for years and years a lot, and, and still we're uh, probably one, one of the few that still do it. We, do, we allow testimonies, have testimonies. And the reason why a lot of people, uh, preachers and pastors, stop testimony to because testimonies is supposed to be giving a praise to God. Amen. Some people get up and give a praise to the devil. Oh, my Lord, the devil's been on my back all day long. Lord of mercy. That's supposed to be a time, you know, of giving praise to God. And so, they wasn't, even though they was remembering and thinking about all the troubles and the trials and the hardships that they had, that, that wasn't their main focus. They were, they was putting God in front and said, Lord, in my distress, I cried unto you and you heard me, hallelujah, amen. In my distress, I cried unto the Lord. I'm not going to give the devil no credit for nothing. How about it? Amen? I ain't interested in giving the booger man any kind of credit. I want to give the credit to God. Yeah, I've been through some trials. Yeah, I've been through some distress. But I cried out to God and he heard me. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If the enemy of our souls can get us to focus on our troubles and the negative issues of life, he will eventually cause us to lose hope. <laughs> if you don't believe you can lose hope, just watch CBS News every night. <laughs> uh, uh, I got, you know, the news used to be um, something I always watch, you know. I, I wonder, but man, I'm going to tell you what, ever, ever since the pandemic, and man, even, even I, I don't care much for Fox News no more. Uh, because I'm going to talk to you. If you want to get depressed, you listen to that garbage. Amen. <laughs> and I'm, Lord, forgive me, but I, I had to cut it off. Not only did I get depressed, so I got mad. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. It's like the guy praying the prayer. Lord, I got a dilemma. I want to get closer to you, but I, there's some people I'm going to slap too. <laughs> Hey, i I, I got to keep an eye on her. She tried to hit me coming to church tonight. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Praise the Lord. That ain't great to be able to rejoice in the Lord. Amen. God, if you don't laugh, you're going to cry. <laughs> Hallelujah. But, It is true if the enemy of our soul can get us to focus on our troubles and negative issues of life, he will eventually cause us to lose hope. And when hope dies, faith will be soon to follow. You can't have faith without having hope. If your hope is gone, you're going to lose your faith too eventually. Amen. We only remember the struggles To give praise to God for his mercy and deliverance we have in him. So always remember that. Take that to heart. Let God of heaven be your main focus. Now, if we suppose David to have been the author of this first psalm, which is very probable, although we don't know for sure, but very probable, David wrote the first one. He declares how diligently he en- he engaged in prayer when to escape the cruelty of Saul. He wandered uh, as an exile from place to place. So if you remember how da- uh, how King Saul tried to kill David, he was always um, just one or two steps ahead ahead of him, and. Um, so it's possible that David could have wrote this psalm then uh, in my distress uh, because you know Saul tried to kill him. But then he also had the time that he was run out of, um, of Jerusalem by um, on kind of the rebellion of his own son Absalom uh, um, when he was returning to Zion after the rebellion of Absalom. But he especially complains of wicked informers who unjustly and slanderously charged him with crimes of which he was innocent. So we can very well see how the problems that David, um, David had, he could have wrote that psalm uh, in response to that. So the first ascent, the first level of ascent, the first step, Um, God hears our calls of distress. Don't ever forget that. Don't be afraid to call upon Him. Don't don't be worried about the time you call upon Him. If you need Him, call upon Him. Amen. Step number two, uh, that they go up on, on that second step, the God of creation is our helper. Hallelujah. The God of creation is our helper. Psalm 121, 1 and 2. I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence come, comes my help? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. So they move immediately on when they get on the next step as they're headed up to the temple. says, I will lift up my eyes and I can see them as they're looking up towards that hill. From which comes my help? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Now, the opening two verses of this chapter here form a poetic question and answer. Now, if you have an older King James Version, possibly if you read that, it could lead you to believe that our help comes from the hills. Uh, because that's the way that the um, uh, it don't put uh, the comma uh, where it should be, and it don't have let you know that it was actually a question mark uh, in it. And I went back to my my, my King James uh, to look at this, and it's true. It don't show it as being a question. It says, "I will lift up my eyes to the hills from which cometh my help." And if you're not careful, the way that's worded like that, it would make you lead to you believe, well, your help comes from the hills. But our help don't come from the hills. Amen. Uh, So the opening two verses of this chapter form a poetic question and answer. As the people of God ascended the mountains of Jerusalem, They prepared themselves for worship by acknowledging that our help comes from the God that created the very hills they were ascending. Hallelujah. Think about that, man. That ought ought to excite you. The one that we go to for help, and this is what they were saying, I'm going to lift up my eyes to the God who created this very hill that I'm climbing. He's the same God that's able to help me. Look at, I mean, go to East, East Tennessee. See the beauty of the Smoky Mountains. And I stood on the, on the very top and looked across there and the wonder of it and the beauty of it. And think, the God who created all that is my helper, Lord. The God who created all of that is my helper. And that's what they were trying to say and point out and recognize God. I'm going to lift up my eyes to the hills from which cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. That's my helper, the creator. Amen. He's the one that created it. As the people of God ascended, amen, and begin to go up. Now the prophet Isaiah echoes similar words in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 26. Notice how Isaiah says this Lift up your eyes on high and see who was created, see who has created these things. Look up. not down here on the low level that you're at, but you look look up and see who has created these things, who brings out their hosts by number. He calls them all by name, by the greatness of his might and the strength of his power, not one is missing. So that's how Isaiah, basically he said the same thing, but in a different way. Amen. He said the same thing. Uh notice he says he calls them all by name. It was, do you know that God gave a name to every star in all the galaxies? Amen. Now, we only know we had a study on angels not long ago, and we only was able to point out just three or four angels' names, their names. And we found out that angels. Were created in the billions, billions of angels, and God gave them all their names. He knows them their name. I may have to meet somebody three or four times before I can get their name in my head. Amen. Sometimes, sometimes it's embarrassing, you know. But God, think about it. He named all the stars, knows them all by name, all the angels, and your helper. Is the same one who did that. Why should you worry? Why should you fret? Why should should you have any kind of fear? Hallelujah. Woo, my Lord, my Lord, my God. I'm beginning to feel something stirring down inside right now. Hallelujah. It don't make no difference. I I know, I know this world is going down and all kind of and they're predicting this and they're predicting that and everything else. But folks, if you're a child of God, you don't have to worry about that because the same one who created the hills is going to be your helper. Hallelujah. He, in The Bible says he owns a cattle of a thousand hills. And I believe he owns every tater under the hill. Glory to God. So we don't have to fret. We don't have to worry. All believers of every generation can proclaim my help comes from the Lord the one who created all things no matter what trouble we face in this dark world God is with us shining his light into the darkness and providing everything we need for life in godliness I want you to know something sometimes when we get uh, bombarded we uh we want to go to God and we'll ask God to you know, give us something for that situation, or we need that. But I want you to understand God has already, if you are a believer in Him, He's already given you everything you need for this life. And like the song we sung about victory and the and to live his life victoriously, Second Peter chapter one, verse three. His divine power has granted to us all things. Don't ever forget that. This is not something He's going to give you two years from now when some kind of hard trial hits you. But He's already given you. You possess it now. If you have His Spirit living in you, you've got it right now. His divine power. Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, what's that word for power? The Greek word? Dunamis. Dynamite. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. See, we're living for God and that that has to do with, with godless, But we live living life in this world and he, he gives you what you need for this world. Hallelujah. He's already given it to you. Amen. It's there. It's at your disposal if you know how to um, acquire it and get a hold of it and make use of it. Through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence, amen. Now, we've made this start tonight, and uh, as I told you, as I was beginning, uh, I didn't want to go uh, no more than two at a time, uh, but it depends on how our time goes next time, how far we'll go, but remember here they're going up to temp- to the temple to worship. But they're worshiping while on their way because they said, in my distress, I remember those times I was in distress and the struggles I went. And I cried out to God and God heard me. S- climbed up step number two. I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. So the God of creation is our helper. Hallelujah! I hope and pray that you will get uh, the enjoyment out of this as I God has given me as I'm uh, going through this tonight. And uh, you could go go ahead and. Uh, um, look over these 15 uh songs of a sense uh you might God may give you a little insight that you could uh, um add to it as we as we go along but uh, the whole the whole purpose of this is that we know how to prepare ourselves to worship God amen you just can't uh just turn something on. You gotta get it in your mind. You gotta to begin to focus. Um, that's uh, that's one reason why I still say that prayer for full service is always good because we have we get out in the world and we get all that dust of the world on us. And the devil already has made up his mind before you get here that he's gonna hinder you some kind of way. Amen. So let's be more like the Jewish people was. Prepare ourselves. Let's worship God. Maybe in your car, if you've got, got a radio, cut on some good worship music. And begin to get it in your mind where you've got it, before, um, where you come here, because that will turn our services into more of a powerhouse when we see God do more things. Let's all stand. Hallelujah. Appreciate you being here tonight and your attention, and we're going to get you out a few minutes early tonight. So hope you have a great rest of the week. Remember again Saturday night, our fellowship meeting. Uh, If you haven't signed up to bring something for a little refreshment, do that as well. Father God, we come tonight. We thank you and we praise you for this service. We thank you for each and every one that's come. Thank you for those that's watched online. Keep everybody safe and bless them as they get on the road. In Jesus'
0: name, let the church say, "God bless you." We love. You.